Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Slightly Dysfunctional Podcast. I am here with... Hi, my name is Mayar Monair. I'm a recording artist based in Los Angeles. And this week, we're going to be talking about music. Okay, guys, welcome back to Slightly Dysfunctional Podcast. It's been a very long time since I've done an upload, but I'm happy to be back in the year 2020. And I'm sitting here again with Mayar. And she's going to be talking about her music. So tell me what got you invested in music. Like, when did it all start for you? I've always really been into it. It's like one of those things I always did as a kid. And it just naturally was what I wanted to do once I grew up. And yeah, that's nothing really got me. Well, one thing that got me more into it was, you know, my favorite singers. But it was always just a natural love of mine so did you have like so when you say your favorite like singers who who would these people be like who really inspires you as an artist as far in terms of like your aesthetic well michael jackson is my number one forever and i also like vocally i really love mariah carey and her style in the 90s and nowadays i like more people like fka twigs Mm. And also people like that, you know, like the more creative people. And yeah, a ton of people, but those are the main ones. I love FKA Twigs. She's one of my favorite artists. Um, Silophane is definitely like one of my favorite music videos of hers. I think when I first experienced that music video, I was like, hi. And uh, it like took me somewhere. It was like a whole different experience. I love like people who aren't afraid to be weird and like experimental with their work. I think that's like the key point of what makes a really good artist. Like you probably like I think we've talked about this in the past, but like one of my favorite artists is um Sev Delisa. Mm-hmm. And she made like her album just came out and I was actually just listening to her album like all the way through and it's like become one of my favorite projects because she just doesn't follow any type of standard. She just kind of whatever she wants. But it all sort of kind of like makes some type of sense. Yeah, that's exactly what I like and I feel like those people also they're not just weird but they they have intentions with it and it's like perfected and you know delivered in a in a way that makes sense even though it is different like with twigs twigs's video she you know it was really weird and but it was a whole experience and like a statement about like being a woman and doing so much in a relationship and feeling like you're just not getting it reciprocated. Yeah, it's always been like, I guess to describe, if I could describe FK Toys, it'd definitely be kind of like hauntingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just love like everything about her, like her vocals. I also love that, um, I don't know if you know, but on her Instagram, she does like, um, I think she learns like martial arts too. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I love, I just love everything about her. She's very like enticing. Um, so for, in terms of like your music, do you think that you would, where do you feel like you would fit in? Like, do you see yourself being like a mainstream artist, kind of like, like Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, Beyonce, or do you see yourself being like more like a rising star, kind of like Chloe and Haley? Like, like, where do you see yourself? Um, both. I don't really have like a, a set, like place that I feel like I need to fit into 
I feel like I am I am different, but I could be on the radio easily. Mm-hmm. And I do I do take a lot of inspiration from Corbin Towns. They really inspire me, especially um, sonically, not just like their journey. But I feel like I could honestly take it anywhere. It's I'm just kind of going with the flow and you know doing what feels right to me creatively. And you know with my last single, this one, Love Dreams, that's gonna be re-released. It's like it's mainstream, like it can be on the radio, but it's also like I never heard a song that sounds just like it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? So mm-hmm. I can't. It's hard for me to like even put myself in with anybody else. But it's definitely like R and B. Any any R and B playlist it could fit on. That's really cool. I really like um, R and B music. Is definitely like underrated. I feel like it's a genre that's kind of slipped through the cracks now, because um, you got like. Hip-hop and trap is very popular now. And then the indie scene is like, risen way above. Like, you have all kinds of indie artists, like, Claro, um, Wallows, um, Benny. Like, all types of artists who are just, like, rising up. And it's usually kind of through TikTok or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to ask you another question. Now, you said since your single is going to be re-released under your label, when do you think fans of yours are going to be expecting, like, an EP or maybe an album? Like, are you in the works with that? Or are you only focusing on, like, uh, certain songs at a time? Um, as of now, with the my contract, I am strictly doing singles, um, and that's just you know, to I'm kind of introducing myself mm. to the music scene at right now, so it's really single based. So I think there won't be a full album or EP until that is expressed. I don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but I do put my all into the single. So it's, mm. you're not getting anything like, like half-assed. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's always going to be like quality, but yeah. Yeah. Quality over quantity, which is really cool. I'm also in a band. Like I just started my band with a few members that are from my job mm-hmm. and we're still kind of going back and forth between like what type of sound we want? Are we going to release like an EP? Should we just build up like singles? I think we're going to just build up different singles just to have like an arsenal of different things that people can listen to mm-hmm. before having like just one single project. Mm-hmm. Like I really want to do, um, I don't know if it's a specific genre or like a type of music making, but I really like like one minute songs. Like um, I don't know if you heard of um, Tierra Whack. She's one of my favorite artists and she made an entire album called Whack World. Where the album's like 15 minutes, but each song is like like a minute song. And I feel like that really showcases a lot of her talents because she's a rapper, but she also sings. And um, she plays around with different weird kinds of instruments and stuff. And like, there's just something that, there's something so like enticing about her that I really like. And I really want to implement that style into like the way that we do things. Um, but yeah, it's all about just trying to figure out like where it lies and how to get your content out to people. Yeah. I think one minute songs is cool because... I feel like a lot of, especially rising up people, like people who are just getting started, you know, they're not as appreciative and you don't have a lot of time to impress somebody who might otherwise be impressed if they would just give you the time. But we're living in this like fast paced time mm-hmm. and I feel like that's that's really cool and I feel like people appreciate like creative things like that so that is cool 
Yeah, I know as a viewer, both both as a viewer and as a person creating content, I think visuals are like everything to me. Yeah. I think a really good visual is enough to sell people. Well, not enough, but it's a, it's a good starting point to sell people about your aesthetic, who you are, what types of things you're into. It can say a lot just by like what you showcase. Yeah, I actually think that visuals are really important. Like, I feel like if an artist isn't invested visually, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not fully invested in it, you mm -hmm. know, like, I feel like you have to, I mean, you don't have to, not everybody has to, but for me personally, I, I think it just adds so much to it, and I've, I've always been into more visual artists. Yeah, cool. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to jump into our last segment. And we're back. So I want to dive into your writing process. So let's talk about Love Dreams. So tell me, what was it like writing it? What inspired it? And how was the entire process for you? Oh my gosh. It's, you know what's funny is whenever I finish a song, it's hard for me to remember like how it, how it really like came to me because I just get so into it. But I think what, what it was, was I like to experiment with titles. Like I will, I have like lists and lists of words that I love for, for titles and I just saw that and it was so, I just came up with love dream at first and then it was, and then I was like, started writing the lyrics and it turned into love dreams. But the reason I chose love dreams is because the beat is very like classic, straightforward sounds that you just like just just like those simple things about music that everybody likes so i was like that's kind of i matched that with the title it's just like a simple title that says it all you know and then writing it it was i was just thinking about my you know my my relationship, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm single but i you know you don't have to be in it to speak on it, necessarily. True. Yeah. I mean, it helps. It definitely helps. Yeah, that's true. But I was really thinking about, like, how what I was experiencing at that time was a lot of the men... Well, this is what I always experience, is men that I talk to, they often, like, I'm a dreamer. Like, I believe anything is possible. I have no mm -hmm. doubts in my mind, really. But men that I talk to they always like whenever we have serious conversations they they say they talk about things that are just not mm -hmm. like that like very doubtful very like melancholy and pessimistic and I always I don't vibe with that but like if I feel like I like that guy still you know I want them to to like broaden their horizons yeah you know yeah and like think that we could be together or you know, they can achieve what they want in life. And that's really what it's about. It's like me singing to them, saying like, you can have the life you want and this could work out if you weren't so, you know, doubtful in yourself and everything. I get that. Yeah. I think that's definitely like, and, I, and for me, that's very like a universal thing. Um, 
you get what you put into it and what your water will grow. So I definitely feel like having a uh, like an optimistic attitude can take you a long way because um, I wasn't always into singing. Like I did singing when I was younger and um, I was in choir and stuff like when I was really young. And then I moved to like band and I started playing trumpet and doing all kinds of stuff like that. So I've always had like a love for music, but it was more so like I felt like I'm so young and then I'm so like not well known that like, nobody's going to care. It's not going to resonate with people. It's not going to be like where I want it to be. And I feel like doubts like that is what helped me back. And I feel like I, I honestly don't do it for like, I don't do it for the views. I don't do it for like to be signed. I don't do it for like the fame or anything. I just do it because I like to do it. And I feel like a lot of people resonate with artists like that who are just like, I didn't, I'm happy that it's like trending or it's going viral or whatever, but I, I genuinely just did this because I'm an artist and I like to perform and I like to put different type of work, my art out there. And I feel like I agree with you a hundred percent. Like an attitude can go a long way into making something like bigger than what it already is. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's exactly like the sentiment there because, you know, people are always like putting reality in my face, like talking about money and realistically could like, Oh, are you going to be famous if you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do I want money and fame? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's like ultimately what I'm going to get. But really, I'm not doing it for those reasons. So the lack of it or the struggle to get to it is really not a concern because I love doing it anyways. Like mm -hmm. regardless of if I get those things, I love music and creating it. It's just fun to me. And I mean, I am an LA like, trying to make it make it big but even if I don't I'm still gonna make music like, right just naturally something I like to do which is a really cool thing to think it's a really cool thing that you're like very motivated and you're still out here because like the thing that I've noticed and it could I don't think it's a universal thing but it's just for me it's called like like kind of like the two-year window thing I've noticed that when you move to LA like the first two years is just trying to stay afloat like just trying to like make your payments, trying to be like settled, trying to have a place to be working all the time. I feel like that's like the general beginning for most people moving to LA. Mm -hmm. And then after that second year, like that's when the opportunities start coming in. You know, enough people who know enough people. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's when things start to like kick off. Cause, um, I, my first like two years here, um, it was just getting adjusted to the culture and meeting new people, going to school, trying to find jobs, stuff like that. Uh, I've been here for going on three years now. So like after like a certain point in time, I got like, like I worked on a commercial, um, I have connections with people in industry, like there's all kinds of different stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it all comes from time and having a good attitude because I could have easily given up and gone home. Yeah. Like, um, I hear most people like they move back after like the third month. So whenever mm -hmm. I hit my third month, I'm like, I did it. And you know, at that time it was like so difficult. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm like, what was the big deal? But no, yeah, Back yeah. Then it was like I felt like I was all gonna crash and burn because of all the stories I heard. Yeah, I get scared. Like I think one of the biggest things that scared me about going into like any type of performing arts job because like yes, I do music, but I'm mostly like I'm a film person. So like I think the scariest thing is like people taking advantage of your like optimism, mm -hmm. and I don't like running into things that seem scamish. Cause like I've seen, I've run into like, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Like I've ran into a couple of things where it was definitely like a full on scam, but you're so like hopeful and 
you have the drive and you have like the passion to do what you want to do but you know that like and it ends up being fake and it's like a waste of time that's the most frustrating thing is wasting your time but thankfully like you learn from it like i've had so many scams like there's been like people who have connections that are some of my favorite artists who have tried to like lure me in for for that and then we hang out and it has nothing to do with music it's just weird yeah and i've like talked to executives who well you know they give me all this good information or whatever and then they you know whatever they're offering me is just not ideal mm-hmm. it's just too much or it's and they they talk about like showbiz and all those things and it's just <clears throat> don't like that and I feel like it's all over but you'll eventually you eventually get to those like the good ones serious ones and you'll be able to sniff it out after a while yeah I feel like it's definitely just like a trial and error kind of thing um you just have to keep putting yourself out there until the right person bites on the bait Mm -hmm. um I remember I recently just heard about some stuff it was trending on TikTok a while ago where like this um acting agency was apparently like human trafficking people like they were saying like oh like i want we have this role like it's perfect for you if you do this we just need this 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 and this and then apparently like people were going and then they would they were like faking like they had like it was a big account like they have an instagram account it's like uh like over 200k and um they would post things about hmm? i don't think they're i don't know i haven't seen it like the comments and stuff look real um but you never know it could be especially if they're like allegedly doing like human trafficking stuff because they had people, they had pictures and stuff posted with people who were celebrities and stuff or people who were like rising stars and talking about how they like, they went through these agencies and it's just a, a game, like a trial game and stuff like that. But um, it ended up like now they're under investigation. And uh, once, once it went uh, viral on TikTok, they started turning their comments off. So it's kind of like, um, I don't want to say, I'm saying allegedly because I don't want to confirm anything. And that's also just not... I'm not. That's none of my business. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm you not. Know yeah. What it is though, because if you are in this business, you should you should be concerned with whoever or whatever is being talked about like that. Like, I mean, human trafficking is so common now. Though, like, I used to right. live in the suburbs in the Midwest, and there was human trafficking there. You know, it's not even just out here. It's just it's, it's everywhere. Just everywhere, and like if anyone is suspicious if they're under investigation that's a good thing I mean yeah I know people like to hate on TikTok but it's been doing a lot of good it's been exposing a lot of stuff that no one talks about and um I people use it yeah good people use it like yeah like there's a fair amount you know there's a fair amount of cringe and you know a little (laughs) a little toxic behavior in the comments but other than that like it's a pretty like it's a fun app I'm sorry I can't make the app not bop so no I mean, why are you sorry? Don't be sorry. It's the future. TikTok is really... TikTok is the future. Remember we went through a whole... This year has been chaotic. Every every month there was something. Like, do you remember like early in the year we were like... Everyone was talking about World War Three and stuff like that. And then... And then Kobe passed away. The the year, man. I, it was I just a mess. <laughs> just a hot mess. And then TikTok almost got banned. So many things oh, have yeah, happened this year. Like, I can't believe we're already sitting in the last month. Yeah, of this we've year. all been like conscious of everything that's happened too because we have nothing else to do. 
like every bad thing that happens, we all know about it. Right. And I think um, even though we have like the whole pandemic and it's like bad, obviously, but there is some good to it. Like I personally like kind of like the whole stay at home order thing. I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to go to events. I didn't want to feel like I, I didn't have to go through things that made me feel like I didn't want to. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. Like nobody's on the street. The freeways are empty. Flights are $10. <laughs> like it was like so $10. many things. Yeah. Flights. Are, like everything was just like. It was kind of good. And then on it, top of that, like, <clears throat> yeah, it calmed a lot of stuff down. Um, I think my aunt said this, but she was saying, like, um, we were going too fast. Like, since we're all, we have, like, the attention span of a squirrel. So, like, everyone's always, like, moving, moving on the go. Like, what's new? What's that? So, I feel like we needed to, like, slow down. And it exposed a lot of stuff. Like, it's crazy some of the things that people have said this year on, like, social media apps or in interviews and stuff that just kind of exposed all types of, like, ignorance or bigotry or like any any type of thing that people have said like over the course of this year it's all because like out of boredom yeah. or like they, like people are finally slowing down enough to where we can pay attention to like little details and stuff mm-hmm. so i think it's i think it's somewhat of a good thing because you know everyone's becoming more woke i guess yeah. but you know obviously like protect yourself wear your mask stop partying yeah i feel like you know it's hard because even people you really like will break the rules of the pandemic or of the yeah of just stopping it but like you can't you can't be always upset at everybody but you know not everybody is following it but and I feel like people are learning though like with the internet too like we're able to teach people how to not be bigots and how to you know respect other people but um what were you saying about this? Oh, yeah. During the stay at home, I thought that was great because I feel like we all need it. Like, we're all in this country, especially, like, we're just working constantly and people don't have enough of a break. Mm-hmm. Like, even unless they get a break, they go on vacation, which I think is planning a vacation isn't easy. And no, getting yeah. Getting there and packing and whatever. I hate but packing. Like, I hate unpacking. <laughs> I, I think, I don't know which more. I I don't know if I hate packing more or unpacking. It takes me like three days to unpack. Just from not wanting to touch it. I know. Packing. Both is terrible. You just want it to be done. <laughs> but, um, like, that break was really good for me and my music, too. Because I, I was, like, living that lifestyle here where I was working constantly and just wanting my dreams to happen. And it was just mm-hmm. going so fast that I forgot why I was here and forgot why I love music and I got to finally stop and you know be still have money and be out here without inhibitions you know other than being scared but I had (laughs) I had time to like work on my voice and remember that that's what it's like I agree people want to hear me I think I think um, another thing another good thing about it is the how um, it's really made a lot of us more creative. Like I went out and bought like sound equipment. I got like stuff for like YouTube videos, and it's also just inspired me for like I don't know. You know, you ever hear the phrase like when someone tells you not they, not to do something, it makes you want to do it more. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like ever since like everything got shut down and we were like in the heat of the pandemic, at least like like the first wave. Where, um, you know, everything was shut down, no films were being made, all productions were shut down and stuff like that. Like, um, I think that was a great time for me because I was already working on something and we stopped 
right before COVID got really bad. So it's been really inspiring me to like make changes and work on different projects and start focusing on music and stuff and like kind of like play with different things, like different abilities that I know that I can do. Um, so if I, I think if it wasn't for the pandemic, I probably wouldn't have even started singing or anything. Yeah. It would have still been like, because it took me a long time to get over um, my the way I sound. You sound great. Finally. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no one knows, but like I just like my, my legs just crossed in my brain, in my brain. Oh, I'm like, yeah. you're, you're like, I'm like, no, no, if I did that, it would knock the entire, your, your listeners? no, my God. <laughs> no, I think if any, if any of, if anybody who's listening to this episode heard the first few episodes, I think they're, I've said more chaotic things. All right, guys. Well, I want to say thank you for joining me today. Everyone go stream Love Dreams. You thought I was going to mess that up, didn't you? Mm, I had hope. I had hope. I'm glad because I, I, I really, I almost said in my brain, I almost said Love Games. <laughs> I want to say it's so bad, but it's not. No, love dreams, folks. Love, love dreams. Dreams. It's much. It's funner to say. Say love dreams. Love dreams. Everybody say it at home. <laughs> Why are you not saying it? Say it. Love say it. dreams. Have you seen that with the ASMR people? Why did I say the ASMR people like it's a whole different species? Well, you did. They're going to feel even better when they listen to your music. True. See? See what I did there? Yeah, All right. Well, thank you again <laughs> for joining us. Anything else you want to say to these lovely people listening? Um, stay safe. Stay positive. Keep your energy safe more mm. than anything. And stay positive during these times. And have a good day or night or evening or whenever you're listening to this. That was really good. And, <laughs> and give Cleon love. Oh, thank you. I, I, I could I could use some love. Love is never... um. And on that note... <laughs> and on that note, we're going to end it. Thanks for watching, you guys. Cheers.